0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of Games Parlay. Now, I know I say this every episode, but I'm very excited about today's topic. Um, this is actually one that has kind of piqued my interest within the last couple of years, uh, and I'm real excited to get into it. But first, how's it going, Matt?
1: It's going good. <clears throat> oh, goodness. <laughs> it's going good, Billy. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Uh... You know, I'm, I love getting to come on and just talk about video games with you. Uh, it's just a ton of fun. I love um, it too. And you and I, on this particular topic, have kind of been branching out to some different stuff. It's true, yeah. So, today, we are talking about uh, video game randomizers and ROM hacks. Um, <clears throat> which is a... You know, it's been around for a while, these things, but relatively recently have started to kind of become more mainstream Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of ways.
1: A lot of people are getting involved on Twitch and finding Mm -hmm. new and weird ways to um, change and break some of these games.
0: Yeah. So let's start by talking about, I think think ROM hacks is a good place to start. Um, And so if you're asking yourself, well, Billy, what is a ROM hack? Well, I'm here to tell you. So in the world of... Yeah, right? I'm really good at transitions. Uh, In the world of uh, emulation, um, which is technically illegal uh, when you're looking at it from a technical sense, um, a lot of... It's kind of a gray area right now. It's kind of like music streaming stuff right now. It's very kind of weird. Um, But when you emulate something... Uh, it basically means that you have a software that is pretending to be a video game console. Um, And the ROM, which I should have looked it up, I don't remember what it stands for, but a ROM is basically the... Imagine you had a disc of whatever game it is that you like to play, um, and the emulator runs the ROM uh, of that game.
1: ROM stands for Read Only Memory.
0: You know what? That makes sense. CD-ROM a thing so the emulator reads the rom and plays your game okay um it's basically what nintendo got um criticized for was that they were just porting roms to the switch um when they did the 3d all stars for mario um that's what people were saying was they were just taking this old data file and the switch was quote-unquote emulating the old console um, so that that's what a generic ROM is. So when we talk about emulation or ROMs, th- that is specifically what that is talking about. Um, <clears throat> it's gotten really, really big. Um, like, uh, you know, Nintendo for the longest time has been trying to shut a lot of these places down.
1: There's a pretty big um, sweeping um, takedown of a lot of the more popular websites um just like a year or two ago mhm
0: yeah um cuz again it is technically illegal so what's illegal about it is these people are pulling you're pull, you're, you're technically stealing the game right um you know you didn't buy final fantasy 3 you know you got it off a website that you're now emulating so you're playing it for free mm-hmm. so you are technically stealing you know that property um that's a whole other conversation we can get into um but when we're talking about rom hacks they are modifications to specific games um and one of the ones that i think matt and i have both kind of looked at and gotten into a little bit more have some been some of the pokemon ones mhm well, right? they are
1: really cool um one that i tried recently um i just looked up the name it's called sacred gold it is a ROM hack of the Nintendo DS game Heartgold version for Pokemon, which is a remake of the second generation of the Pokemon games. And so what this does is it makes a larger pool of Pokemon available throughout the whole game, which is really cool. So like in the beginning, um you have access to a lot of the same Pokemon you would find in both Gen 1 and Gen 3 and 4. So one thing that's really interesting is as people go into these games and make the ROM hacks out of them, they get a really um, deep understanding of how the AI for like the battle systems and stuff works, which I think is is really cool because you can kind of use that to predict what's going to happen as you do these like more difficult Nuzlocke runs. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. It's, it's awesome that you mentioned that. Um, I'm less familiar with the general like ROM hack side of things Which, by the way, um, in case you didn't know, um, Undertale started as a ROM hack.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, it actually started as an Earthbound like Halloween ROM hack. Like, Toby Fox was really into Earthbound. And so, you know, it's evident throughout the gameplay. Um, But, yeah, it started out as a ROM hack. And he was like, well, why don't I just make my, like, a game? And thus, Undertale came to be. So a lot of these coders and stuff, like get their start with ROM hacks. you know they start with something they know and then they tweak it a bit and they're like well wait a minute that could make a full game and then it continues on
1: that's really cool i never knew that that's how under came to be
0: yeah it's just like a little cool little thing it's like <clears throat> you know you don't have to go straight into making your own game you tamper with some other stuff first and then kind of like learn that way mm-hmm. um which is awesome but yeah, so I, I'm less familiar with ROM hacks as a whole, but I love video game randomizers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, a good portion of my streaming time has probably been dedicated, probably 50% of my time on stream has been dedicated to the Metroid Zero Mission randomizer. Sounds about right, yeah. Um, I, I used to do that one a lot, because I wanted to try and just get really good at it. Um, But randomizers are so cool. It really tests your game knowledge to, like, the next level. Um, What's really cool about these is, um, so randomizers mess with the order of things. Um, It's really, really good for, like, open world type games. Not really open world, but, like, open layout, I guess I'll say. Um, A lot of the Legend of Zelda games are really, really good for randomizers. Um, I think there's only one. one Oh, go ahead.
1: There's that one that combines Metroid and Legend of Zelda 2 that you've done a couple of times. Yes,
0: yes. That one, I need to get better at that one. I want to do that one some more. That one looks uh, really hard to me. I don't understand (laughs) how to do that. Yeah. um, but So what they do is they take all of the items in the game, uh, progression items, nonsense items, money, whatever, and they shuffle them throughout the game. Uh, So a spot, like in Link to the Past, where you would normally get the sword, might just be 10 rupees. <laughs> um, and a spot that normally is nothing and you would skip it has like the plasma beam for Metroid and you like need it to progress through the game.
1: Right. And you can't like get locked out of the game from this, right? Like usually there's a way that the programmers make it so that mm-hmm. you can still progress.
0: Yeah. And that's what makes these things so interesting. So a lot of them have three settings. They have uh, beatable, which means that some items might be locked out because of the way the progression works, but you will be able to beat the game. There's a hundred percent, which will make it so that every single item in the game can be collected. Um, and then there's um, unchanged, which means that you might soft lock. Um, <laughs> nice. So it's just kind of depending on you know how you're feeling that day. Do you want to take that ch- that risk for the day just to kind of play with it? Um, but these programs follow what we call a logic. Um, So if you're ever watching a randomizer stream or you're on YouTube or whatever, they're going to use this term logic a lot. And basically what that means is the program knows not to put certain items behind certain walls. Um, So for Metroid, for example, um, it's not going to put the speed booster upgrade behind an area that needs the speed booster to get there.
1: Right, because then you'd soft lock and you wouldn't be able to progress Mm -hmm. in
0: the game. Yeah, unless the game didn't need you to get it in order to win, but that's a whole other thing. Um, It's not going to like put the speed booster behind a speed booster wall and then put the plasma beam, which you need to beat the game, behind another speed booster wall. Mm -hmm. Um, The game knows not to do, the program knows not to do that so that you can progress through the game. Uh you know there's um you know Super Metroid and Link to the Past are probably the most well known ones of this um Link to the Link to the Past I I see randomized all the time. It's like a big like there's like a speedrun community for the randomizer. That's crazy. Yeah, like people will do these like randomizer or these like regu- the regular skips for the main game apply to the randomizer and so people like can track the logic the in-game logic and have like figured out pathing routes based on what typically happens through the program
1: so so for example if like a specific item spawns in a certain spot they can kind of guess what other things the logic of that game might do and they can base a route off of that yeah that's nuts
0: yeah, and that's like the whole thing of the, um, like the speedrun randomizer community. They're like, okay, uh, like in Super Metroid, for example, the first item you get in Super Metroid is always the Morph Ball in the regular game. In the randomizer, it could be the Screw Attack. So they know that if it's the Screw Attack, they have a couple different locations that the Morph Ball probably is because there's a lot of places you can't go without the Morph Ball.
1: Right, and it has to be a place that the screw attack can
0: access. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even the Ocarina of Time randomizers are the same way. Like, So a lot of the items that get presented to you near the beginning of the game typically tell you where you need to go. So like in Link to the Past, for example, if you get the mirror early, the pearl early, and like the hammer early, that tells you most of your progression is going to be in the Dark World. And so. You're going to have to go to the Dark World early to get the items you need to get through the rest of the game. Um, It's so, like, ridiculous. Um, People who are really good at these can, like, rattle off all the places they should check. And they're like, okay, I need to go here, 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 here. I kind
1: of wonder what... what, like, spurs someone on to want to do that so much, honestly. Like... I think speedrunning is one of the craziest things, but like mm-hmm. the ROM packs in particular just a whole nother level for me where it's like How do you like what drives you to wanna do it
0: so much? You know, as as someone who's done it quite a bit, um, it's really quite satisfying. Um, like, I'm not a speedrunner by any means. And I will not yet I'm I'm not well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I'm just not Super like technically skilled at a lot of these games, like I know what to do most of the time, and I'm willing to take the time to get there. But I'm not going to do it very fast, right? Um, and it, it is satisfying when you're like, well, like it, it's another puzzle within itself, right? It's like, like Metroid Zero Mission, I know so well. Um, there's only a few items that like I really don't know a hundred percent how to get because I'm I'm not a completionist. I don't I don't mm-hmm. do that. Uh, But once I started doing the randomizer runs and I had to like start thinking about where certain items could be, you know, it comes down to like, okay, especially when you get stuck, right? Like there will come a point when you're like, man, I've gone through all of these areas. I've got these items. Like, how do I progress? And then all of a sudden when it clicks, it's like, oh, yeah, there's that one item in this, the first area of the game. Oh, I got this other item. You know that lets me get there. Let me go check and see what that is, and then when the it opens up the rest of the world, it's so satisfying. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's
1: kind of like when you play the game like the first time or two, where you don't really understand where everything in the game is normally yet. It's kind of having the whole experience all over again, which I think is really cool.
0: Yeah, Um, that I mean that's exactly what it is, right? It's like you get to play it with fresh eyes. which is a weird you don't get that most of the time.
1: Right with most know? games.
0: Yeah. Like even if you take ten years in between it, you're gonna come back to it and you have nostalgia for it. Um and you're gonna as you play, you're gonna remember all the things that you did. Right. Um, but with these randomizers, you can't think like that. You're like, I know the map, but <laughs> I don't know where to go. Um and it's it's really quite something. Um with a lot of these, to, to get to do that. Um, and it just, the list keeps getting bigger for all these randomizers. Um, I, I check the list, like, once a week. There's, like, a website called, like, the Big Game Randomizers oh, list. Cool. Um, I check it, like, every week. Um, they just recently added Bravely Default, Bravely Second. Oh, boy. Um, it randomizes, like, the jobs that you get, so you get different jobs at different times in the game. Hmm. Um, there's a Final Fantasy randomizer, Final Fantasy I. Um that looks bonkers. I'm surprised there aren't more Final Fantasy games that are randomized. There's a few. There's uh, one in three are. uh, Ten is, I think, 12. Um, But there's a lot of RPGs, too, that have become, like, ROM hack slash randomizer. Um, So I kind of, like, define ROM hack as, like, modifying the game in such a way that, like, it's kind of its own game. Okay. Whereas Randomizer, it's it's the same game; it's just shuffling the items. Like I, I kind of put Randomizer is a ROM hack, but I kind of like defining it as its own thing. But like, there's a uh, Final Oh, it's Final Fantasy VI, and Chrono Trigger has this too. They have basically a mode called Free Enterprise. You start at level one, but you have like the airship or whatever. Okay. And the entire world is open, and it's just like the the key items are randomized. Go find them. Huh. to like beat the game. Uh and you have to clear certain bosses in order to access the end game. Interesting. Yeah, it it's it's whack and like these things are getting even crazier. Um I saw one it's a couple, it was, like I think it was about a year ago at this point which feels weird. Um but Donkey Kong 64 has a randomizer. Every loading zone is different.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: So like you walk in like world 1 into like the world one entrance but you'll find out you'll end up being like somewhere in world 8 and then you'll leave through the same door and you'll end up in world 6 or whatever
1: that's too much
0: (laughs) so you have to like create like a mental map
1: Mm
0: -hmm. of like where each door leads so you can navigate your way through the game
1: one of those just came out for Mario Odyssey fairly recently too
0: yeah uh, I remember a small ants video on it which is you have to find your way to the end of the game nuts um it's just it's just so fun like Mm -hmm. um you know and it makes me want to you know as not a completionist um it makes me want to like explore every nook and cranny of these games so that when i randomize them i know what i'm doing
1: You have a better idea of what isn't isn't available to you
0: right as you go through um Majora's Mask is a great example of that one I really want to get into the Majora's Mask randomizer um because it's like so because the game itself is very intricate and weird on its own then you shuffle all the items around and it's just a whole other mess right um but it's like you know um it's starting to get a little bit more popular in like the races the race scene Mm -hmm. um so you know in order for me to get good at that, I'm going to have to learn every side quest in and out because who knows what side quest is going to have the item I need to beat the game.
1: Right. You don't know, have to probably have a pretty good idea of where all the chests
0: are and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot to store in yeah. your head. It is. Um, but I'll say if you're listening to all of this in like between ROM hacks and randomizers in general, there are some amazing resources out there. Um, Honestly, the speedrun community is very, like, welcoming. Um, And they they have, like, a lot of these discords have, like, like a tips and tricks channel. Um, I'm still very shy on the internet, believe it or Mm -hmm. not. So I don't really, like, interact that much. But I see people all the time. They'll be like, I'm stuck here. I have these items. What do I do? And then, like, 20 people will come in and be like, all right, these are the places you can check out. You know, hope this helps. That's really cool. Um, the other thing is there's a a lot of great trackers out there, um, that can help you learn. Um, even though I know Metroid Zero Mission really well, I was actually using, um, a tracker to help me keep track of where the items are. Um, and the big one is Emo Tracker, uh, for anybody interested. And they have a map on a lot of these games, and it'll show up with green squares on where you can go and what you can do based on the items you have. Interesting. Um... Yeah, so you can get an idea of, like, you can start to, like, visualize the pathing that you can take based on the items you get. Uh, And you just do runs until you start to learn it. So, um, and a lot of people have, like, developed, like, beginner seeds that you can just type in when you do your randomizer, and it will, like, give you... Each seed has its own preset. So if you know what seed you're typing in, in, yeah.
1: It'll give you an easier set that you can do... Mm -hmm. Without too much fuss, essentially.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you can kind of get the idea on like the padding and stuff, which is really cool. cool. Um Gaming communities have gotten really, really cool um within the last few years. Mm -hmm. Like just you know, I think Discord's been a big help with that. Um it's easier to make these communities where people can get together and like practice these things.
1: Right. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And the availability to like put video up online and watch other people do it and like, give each other tips and tricks and compare notes. It makes... Speedrunning in particular has gotten so interesting recently because of that very thing. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense that the ROM hacks would do the same exact thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: The only but... random I've ever really done was the the Soul Link one that you and I did <laughs> yeah. a few months ago.
0: Yeah. That was um, a nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare, but it was, it was fun. Uh, so... One of the reasons that Matt and I wanted to talk about this today was because it's really cool to take a game that you know and do some wacky stuff with it and, like, get that other experience. So Matt and I, a couple months ago, uh, you know, we decided we were going to do what was called a Soul Link Nuzlocke. I saw another duo of streamers playing us, and I was like, that sounds like a lot of fun. It's a nightmare. It's <laughs> I a thought nightmare. it would be fun. <laughs> I mean, it was fun, and then I got really sad because <laughs> yeah. that that fight was hard. Um, but basically, and, and nuzlocking is probably the most common uh, kind of self-imposed game that are, a lot of times I, I find with randomizers and ROM hacks and stuff. Um, but basically, the nuzlock rules are: you can only catch one Pokemon per route. Um, If they die, they die. Like If you don't catch them, you don't get a Pokemon that route. Um, And you... um, If you lose a battle, you lose the whole game. You have to reset. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, If a Pokemon that you own faints, then you can't use it anymore. You have to either box it or release it.
0: Yeah. Um, Oh, you also have to nickname every Pokemon you get Mm -hmm. so that you're more attached to it. Um, and then there's a couple other like self-imposed Nuzlocke rules, like you can't use items during battle. Um, level caps is pretty popular too. Level caps, yeah.
1: Some um, even will like ban Pokemon that are considered like too good. Mm-hmm. I know I was watching a video about it today. There's a guy named Pokemon Challenges that does a lot of these Nuzlocks. That's like his big thing. Um, he says whenever he Nuzlocks a Gen Four game. He does not let himself use Garchomp because
0: Garchomp is too good. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, so Matt and I, we were playing Pokemon Emerald. And so we randomized. Uh, and our starters ended up being I got Eevee, and he got Jirachi. Woo! Which I was like, what the heck? Jirachi is my favorite.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's I had Evie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was fun we had it on a stream overlay and like we had our screens both showing um and all that and then but here's the thing how the soul link works right so my starter was linked with his starter and so if my starter died so did his um if i didn't catch a pokemon on route 100 he didn't get his route 100 pokemon even if he caught it i if i didn't we didn't get it and boy that was a lot it was a lot
1: it doesn't help that, that was my very first nuzlocke ever
0: <laughs> yeah so like
1: in addition to it being randomized it was also the added difficulty of linking it to you and
0: yeah. like the
1: idea of it is super cool but like it was a lot for the first one and i don't really, yes it was i don't know anything about like nuzlocke strategies <laughs> or anything like I that didn't
0: either I didn't either. I, just I had split. tried a few of them and just never got all the way through it. And I was like, maybe if I force another person with me.
1: <laughs> it was fun until I
0: whited us out, I think twice. I whited us out. Mm-hmm. I whited us out. It was during the May fight.
1: Oh, that's right. The first May fight. Uh,
0: I just couldn't, I couldn't get past it. Mm-hmm. I just, and I just didn't want to spend ten years grinding. Isn't that an
1: optional fight? The one outside of no. Westboro City?
0: No, 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 that wasn't the one. It was the one uh, on the way to Mauville. Oh, that's right. Where you get the bike.
1: Mm-hmm. I forgot how far we got in that.
0: It's actually yeah, not too bad. we got we got three badges. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it just it's so crazy to me. We have so many games out there. So many games out there. Yet we find ways to keep playing the same games <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, we cannot
1: let Gen 3 Pokemon die.
0: No. Uh, <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. Um, I mean, the same thing happens with, like, it's a, uh, I think it's a hard drive mag on uh, Twitter. They're, like, the onion for video games. I love that page. Yeah, and they had one, it was, uh, um, man depressed after finding, uh, or after, uh, running out of ways to play Link to the Past. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's so many ways to play Link to the Past. Right. Um, you can't just
1: play a different game. You yeah, to play Link to the Past. <laughs> over and over and over.
0: Yeah, so I'm just going to randomize it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Until you know and- the randomizer logic. And then you have to figure something else out.
0: Yeah, well, you know what they have now? They have what's called multi-world. Where items are shared between two separate games. Like, two people play Link to the Past randomized at the same time?
1: And so my Master Sword could be in your game?
0: Yes. How? Right? You can't, like,
1: trade. It's not Pokemon.
0: No, like, so so it, like, links emulators, right? Mm -hmm. And so you develop, or you do... I don't even know how it all works, like, how you set it up and all that. I've never done it. I want to really badly uh, one of these days. But yeah, like, The items and the logic accounts for that. Like, the seed is developed with that logic in place. So, like, yeah, so I, like, my progression items could be in your game that might be locked behind an, an item of yours that's hidden in my game. Hmm. Like, so if you needed the pearl to get to the dark world to get my master sword, I would have to find your mirror to get you there. To get my item. Like, the logic... Okay, I understand that. So
1: so then the logic would know that it is the mirror that I would need, and it would put it into my inventory once you found it. Yes. Okay, this makes much more sense
0: to me now. Well, like... Something like that. Like, I might have... It wouldn't be that we both get the mirror. It would be that I might have your mirror. Okay. Like, your... like. Then how would I use it? So it sends it to your game. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like bonkers. I was watching. That's um, super cool. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, it was uh, the Completionist. He was doing it for his Preserve Play charity event. So him and a buddy were playing this Link to the Past um, multi-world thing. Um, actually, it was here's It was Link to the Past plus Super Metroid multi-world. Oh no! So there were four games being mixed around. No, that's a thing that exists now.
1: <laughs> that's, like that's bonkers. I don't understand.
0: It's it's insane to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, ah, man, I ca- I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> it's so it's so cool. I I just I really love these people that have just fallen in love with these games. They're like, what if I played it again but differently?
1: It's very cool. It's a really interesting way for people to be able to interact with these games that they love in completely unique and different ways because like, yeah, you could play the same game over and over again, but putting like work into making a version of it for yourself and your friends, that's really cool. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it gives people like you mentioned earlier, like a a way to try their hand at game development if they want to do that someday. Yeah. Or like, it's just another way to interact with something that you love and are passionate about, which yeah is I think a really good goal in and of itself.
0: Yeah, it's it's such a crazy world. And like, seriously, guys, if you are ever interested in this, um, there's a lot of really awesome tutorials online for how to set up these emulators to do um, these ROM hacks and with some links to some pretty reliable sites uh, where you can get them without infecting your computer. Um, that is a real thing to watch out for. So if, mm-hmm. if you are doing this, please be careful.
1: Make sure you um, put the correct download link. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, not the uh, murder your computer link. Um, <clears throat> but um, the communities online are really awesome about helping you get that stuff set up uh, with tutorials, like and honestly, watch people play them and like copy their seed down and play along with them. Um, you know, and or like. You can even pretty easily Google uh, ROM hacks. Um, And, like, really, there's a ton of Pokemon ones. Mm -hmm. There's a ton. Like, there's even a bunch where you play as Team Rocket and you steal people's Pokemon. My favorites uh, are the
1: ones where you play a game in an engine of a different game. I think those are really (laughs) cool.
0: Yeah, that's fun. Um, I'm really excited. There's one that uh, Wolfie and Small Ant played um, a couple months ago or I guess a month ago, maybe, um, that I hope makes it to, like, other people soon. (laughs) But it was one where you played Red and Blue, um, but one person plays all the trainers.
1: Right, so in this instance, you would be Red. Yeah. And then I would be anyone else that Red decides to fight along the way.
0: Yeah, so every battle is a 1v1 Uh, battle. I, I'm really hoping that that kind of expands and goes to the other generations too. Um, I think that
1: guy did that specific one just because the battle system in Gen 1 is so much more simplistic than even Gen yeah. 2. Oh, so yeah. like, it could be a while but yeah, I think it'll probably happen someday.
0: Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's, there's all kinds of stuff you guys can find out there. Um, again, the Link to the Past randomizer is probably the Probably one of the simplest ones you could go grab and try, um, even without knowing a whole lot about linked to the past. If you grab a, uh, a track, the emo tracker with it and just follow the green squares, uh, you'll you'll learn pretty quick where what things need what. Um, but yeah, this 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 was such a kind of a, a fun topic to kind of go through, Matt.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I learned quite a bit actually. I don't, <laughs> I don't know much about these. I think yeah. they're really interesting, but like I have not really done much of it myself.
0: And same here. Like I said, you've been playing a lot more of the, the like the Pokemon ROM hacks and stuff right. uh, more than I have. So that's why we do this show together. Wow. Uh, crazy. Uh, but thank you guys uh, for listening. Uh, real quick, uh, don't forget to check out our Twitter, Games Parlay Pod. Let us know what you think of the show. Um, and if you have any topics for us, let us know. Um, we, and we I also to, have
1: oh, you first
0: and uh, you know we'd love to be able to take your um, topics that you might want us to talk about um, there's a lot of great stuff coming down the pipeline as far as games that I'm sure we'll talk about um, by the time this episode goes up I know Pokemon Snap is not too far away right? Um, that comes out this month um, one of these days I need to talk about Bravely Default too because I did beat that Um Woo. And all kinds of other awesome stuff down the line.
1: And I also have another podcast that I'm a part of. Yes! Me and some other friends from back home have a podcast about all things Disney. Uh, We talk a lot about the different Disney parks. In our most recent episode, we talked a little bit about the potential Disneyland expansion that was announced a couple weeks ago. Um, And that podcast is called In Between the Magic. Um. And we are at In Between the Magic on Instagram. There's also an Etsy shop run by two of the members of the podcast team. So check us out if you are all interested in all things Disney and Disney related.
0: Definitely go check it out. Um, I love that our two podcasts here like uh, we have Nintendo and Disney a lot, yeah. Disney or Nintendo a lot on this one. Uh, some of the giants, so. <laughs> yeah, if you if you like listening to Matt's glorious voice, go check out that other podcast. Um they've been doing some great work over there. Thanks. So, and uh with that, I think we're done. So, catch you everybody on the next episode here in a couple weeks and we'll see you next time.